You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. The Personal Costs by Philip Paget on AO3. Some days he wishes he'd never met her. It's a real mindfuck to need someone as much as he needs her and wish them away. But sometimes he does. Today is certainly one of those days. She shouldn't be here, shivering under a pilly motel bedspread, bouncing another woman's baby on her knee, chasing down the same unanswerable question seven years after she unwittingly gave her life over to his cause. He wishes her away so hard it makes his chest ache. But she doesn't go anywhere. She never has. Maybe never will. He's so grateful and resentful all at once that he squeezes her too tightly and inadvertently wakes her. How long have I been asleep? She mumbles, rolling onto her back. She's still fully dressed in her blouse and slacks, evidence of just how unwell she felt when she knocked on his door. One of the first things he learned about her after being granted access to her bed is that clothes that have been worn outside the house are not permitted under the covers. An hour, give or take, he tells her. How do you feel? Scully's eyes roam around the motel room as she pulls in a deep breath and takes stock of herself. Better, I think, she says after a time. She catches his eye and her chin pebbles up, pushing her mouth into a sympathetic little smile. She reaches up to touch his cheek and he shakes his head, uninterested in being talked out of his misery. Her thumb brushes against his bottom lip, feather light, and he bends down to kiss her. He intends for it to be a chaste kiss, but she opens her mouth and he accepts the invitation. Her tongue tastes like sleep and remnants of toothpaste, and the way she's kissing him, he knows she wants to take this further. She slips her fingers behind the fly of his jeans and he pulls her hand away, tucking it between her legs. He doesn't have to tell her anymore, doesn't have to explain that sometimes he hates himself too much to accept her affection, and she no longer feels conflicted about letting him love her without reciprocation to ease his own mind. He pops the buttons on her blouse slowly with one hand, watching her rub herself gently over the top of her pants out of the corner of his eye. She lets him undress her, lifting her hips so he can tug her slacks off and sitting up so he can unhook her bra. Her breasts look fuller, and he wonders if she might be about to start her period. Not here, he begs the universe, Don't remind her now. She doesn't say anything, but he can see in her face how desperately she wants to soothe him. As different as they are, they share the misguided impulse to meddle in the emotions of others as a method of avoiding their own. A tragically fucked up symbiotic reliance that is probably three quarters of the reason she's stuck around this long. He rests his head on her breastbone and listens to the familiar padum of her heart, and she rakes her fingernails gently over his scalp, making the base of his spine tingle. You know I love you, she says softly, a reminder he is too often in need of. He sighs and closes his eyes.
When he lifts his head, he immediately wraps his lips around one of her nipples, and she gasps as though his mouth were made of ice. That okay? He asks, and she nods, her hips wiggling beneath him. Just sensitive, she says, touching the back of his head to encourage him to continue. He half suspects she's putting on a show for him. She arches her back, pushing her breasts firmly into his mouth and whimpering with overwhelm. He reaches between their bodies and slips two fingers between her legs, humming with surprise when he finds her dripping wet. He feels himself getting hard, and he gently pins her nipple between his teeth, an almost bite. There's a hot rush against his fingers, paired with a throaty moan from the head of the bed. He kneels on the floor beside the bed and drapes her knees over his shoulders, her naked ass hanging off the side of the mattress like an offering. He can already smell her, humid and heady, even before he dips down to taste the slickness coating her lips. She tastes a little different, coppery and slightly salted, and he can't help but wonder if this place hasn't done something to her, changed her chemistry in some irreversible way but she starts coming almost immediately, and he stops thinking about anything but the steady throb of her clit against his tongue and the press of her thighs against his ears. When she starts to come down, he reaches up and squeezes one of her nipples firmly between two knuckles, setting her off again. It's the best way he's ever found to turn his mind off completely to stop the constant drone of questions, memories, and fears that regularly rob him of sleep. He wonders if she doesn't feel the same way, if his head between her thighs is the only drug that works anymore. He stuffs his tongue inside her and she cries out like it hurts, but he knows it doesn't. Mulder, she whispers, something pleading in her voice. He wishes he could give her what she needs, what she wants what she deserves, all the things that have been stolen from her. He lays his palm flat over her lower belly, pressing gently, and she groans. He makes her come again and again and again. It's never enough. It will never be enough. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.